0: Your inbound. Okay. How are you doing inbound currently when your container arrives? How do you unload? How do you put away? What is the rule of your put away? Right? And when you say rule of put away, dude, the definition of rule in my perspective and the definition of rule of put away in their perspective is totally two different worlds. Because their rule is, their rule is very simple. Their rule most of the time is, oh, our rule is simple. Wherever there's a space, the forklift will just put it in there.
1: Here is your host, Sam Gupta.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. The cultural factors drive how users will perceive an ERP or WMS product, as each geography may have different ways of processing transactions. They might also be using terms and keywords that they might not be able to relate with in a system that might be built for completely different geography. But the cultural factors are not only limited to just the terms and keywords. Sometimes what profit may mean in a developed country may be completely different in the developing country. So how complex is the Southeast Asia market and how are business processes different in this market? In today's episode, our guest, Bernard Hoare, shares his insights into the nuances of the Southeast Asian market. He also analyzes cultural barriers and how the developing world is different from the developed world and how that affects the ERP and WMS processes. Finally, he describes why the standardized ERP or WMS solutions may not be suitable for complex geographies such as Southeast Asia as the users might not be able to relate with the product. Let me introduce Bernard to you, entrepreneur, storyteller, strategist, and triathlete, co-founder of ATO Group, a technology business based in South Korea, specializing in digital warehousing and network distribution. Since 2012, HTO has had a proven record of envisioning and delivering major transformational change, cost reduction, and operational improvement programs in a KRX top 5 blue-chip organization. As the group CEO, Bernard plays an instrumental role in expanding the ATO brand across Southeast Asia with a mission to help local SMEs digitize. With an excellent understanding of supply chain best practices, Bernard and his team helped clients make change happen sustainably and have delivered significant operational improvements. He currently leads a strong team of software engineers, project managers, designers on large-scale digital transformation projects in the telecommunication, healthcare supply chain, and logistics industry. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hey, Bernard, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Sam. Good morning. How's it going with you?
2: Good morning. It's going great. And I am super excited to have you because the kind of insights that you are going to bring from the warehouse and WMS perspective, it's going to be so fascinating for our listeners. Just to kick things off. Sure. Do you want to start with your personal story and your current focus?
0: Sure, Sam. Uh, thanks for having me today on the show. Um, it's uh, I've I've been following uh, WBS, and uh, I know it's it's like one of the best uh, top podcasts, uh, most followers show uh, at, at this time, uh, and I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here as well. Uh, yeah. So um, a little bit of personal story. Um, so um, I came from this region called Southeast Asia. Uh, I'm currently based in Malaysia. Um, and uh, we've basically uh, many years ago we founded uh, I co-founded a company called Hatio together with my partner in Korea. So yeah. we we founded that company in Seoul. Um, and uh, uh, we were we were doing a lot of uh, warehouse controls and warehouse execution systems, right? Yeah. So So Seoul and Korea being a very advanced nation, um you know one of the few advanced nation in asia so yeah. um you know uh, we were doing a lot of uh, uh, we had the opportunity to work on a lot of uh, robotics uh, automation you know a lot of iot stuff right so um long story short uh we when we when we decided when the leadership decided to leave uh, you know to to leave the uh, south korean uh, um for a uh, for for a new regional market uh and that's where we we, we 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 targeted into Southeast Asia and being the Southeast Asia guy it was a natural move back uh to this region for me. So uh we came back uh we, we I, I came back to Southeast Asia in uh, around twenty eighteen. Okay. Um and during then during then uh we I remember we spent about four to five months um traveling across uh key different key markets in Southeast Asia. Yeah. And you know Sam The one thing that we did was really having conversations after conversations after conversations with um, local warehouse operators, local distributors, retailers. Um, You know, I can't tell you, you know, um, you know how much of the local meals. Like for example, in Malaysia, you know, there's this. So in Malaysia, the warehouse. People are all in a Klang, um, this place called Klang, and, uh, it's famous yeah. for this, uh, bakute, right? Uh, yeah. it's a pork soup, you know? And I, I know, you know, Sam, I, 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 the amount of bakute soup that I have to drink, and, and have that meal to learn about the stories of these warehouse operators is, yeah. is just, uh, it's just amazing, you know? Uh, and, 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 and the one thing that I learned really is, uh, uh you know, um, we realized um, four to five months later, we realized that, uh, you know, we came to this realization that um, while we were very excited and yeah. we were bringing the stories of warehouse controls and warehouse executions, yeah. robotics and all that um, to, to this part of this region, uh, while it's very exciting for both us and the, our, our listeners, yeah. but uh, we realized soon enough that uh, the market wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Right? So so we're like, okay, shit. You know, we, we're so excited to bring this these solutions down and but the market wasn't just, just wasn't ready for it, right? The, yeah. the, the, there's, the, it was very difficult for the business owners here uh to justify the, the ROI into spending into all these things, right? Into investing yeah. into all these things. So so that's where we came to a point and we, we I remember going back to the drawing board together with the team uh and say, Hey look, so what do we do? <laughs> what do we do here, right? Uh, and and that's where Um, But you see, in the middle of studying and and having these conversations, and I think that the part that matters most was the conversations. You know, I remember we're in Manila, we're down in in Bangkok, uh, we're in Singapore even, right? Um, And Malaysia, Vietnam. And the one thing that matters really are all these conversations that taught us that and made us realize that, hey, you know what? While while the market wasn't really ready, while the local market wasn't really really ready for this warehouse automation and all that, but what we're looking at is really there was a huge addressable market for digitization. Yeah. and it was simply just that, right? Yeah. So that was where we we sat down and we said, hey, look, you know, um, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so tough and challenging. Yeah. What we really needed to do, and and perhaps what the market really needs, as we were listening, what yeah. the market really needs was a digitization partner. So so we say, hey look, you know, let's let's make our mandate so clear, our purpose in Southeast Asia so so clear and simple. Yeah. And it, it is just about helping local SMEs here yeah. digitize. That's about it. That's all we wanted to do. That's our mandate and that's our motivation. So that's that's how we brought us here um, um yeah to, to Southeast Asia today and 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 it has been like close to three years now and out of the three years you know two out of three years we spent in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to COVID. Yep. Um we were we were worried we were worried in the beginning, Sam. It's it's no joke because we're a generation that never never seen and experienced lockdown yeah. before. Yeah. Um so when we went to lockdown, we were, you know, and, and because it's a market, right? This is the interesting part. It's a market that is so um that is so legacy, you know, that is very manual, um, you know, let alone, you know, just try try to imagine selling software to this kind of market. I mean I yeah. call I like to call them the chi- the Chinaman market, right? Yeah. Try, try, try telling them about cloud services. These guys don't understand, right? So, so then, then, when the lockdown happens, when when the pandemic happens and the lockdown happens, we're like, shit. How do we do this now, right? It's like, okay, um, how do we do this over Zoom calls, right? Over you yep, know, yep, um, yep. but but it forces us, right? I think the pandemic, or well, the one good thing that came out really was it forces us to really bring the entire business model. Um, you know, we we talk so much about digitalization and digitization out there to our clients, but yeah. for once, it forces us as the business to go digital, right? So we we went right from our sales went digital. Um, we uh we for the first time ever we did a hundred percent complete remote onboarding, so we could implement you know remotely, which was a key point. Uh, which we can discuss uh, uh later in this call. Um, and then we were we were doing uh onboard uh, uh remote support. We we basically did everything digital, right? It's like a complete full SaaS model, you know, full on, right? So so that was and and of course that it comes with challenges. It comes with challenges with the way our clients, uh, you know, have to our clients and customers have to like like get get used to this to this new way of life as well, right? So so it was really interesting, and and of course um, three years now, three years in, uh, we're we're now serving close to fifty customers, um, um across across this uh, this this region. Um of course plans to go into uh outside of Malaysia yeah. uh, got kind of like disrupted a little bit because of you know no no traveling. How do we do this? But again because of the whole remote implementation uh, that allows us to basically now sitting in Malaysia and being able to um remote uh do a remote implementation down in in, in Jakarta, down in Singapore. So how cool is that, right? So yeah, that's there's a little bit of um, our backstory uh it's been interesting southeast asia has been very kind Um, of course we love the culture here yeah so
1: it's been good
2: yeah it's uh indeed very cool and uh i love the way you are bringing a very unique element although we have had some uh, folks from southeast asia on this podcast but obviously you have traveled mm-hmm. to a lot more countries and you are going to have some of the ground stories Because that's where you have the real intel and insights in my experience. So it's going to be really interesting to dig into those stories. But before we do that, we have one of these standard questions that we ask every single guest. And that is going to be your perspective on business
1: growth.
0: Mm, Right. It's a very interesting question, Sam. Um, uh, I've been, you know, you know, as a. I, I still always uh, tell the team, I say, look, whatever it is, as as, as far as we grow, uh, every day, the daily growth that we have, yeah. always remember to, to put yourself, uh, you know, and to put ourselves every single second that we are day one. You know, never look at it as, hey, we are the big boy now, you know, I said, no. It's always day one in in you know so so in 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 Hatio, whether it's in Korea or in Southeast Asia's uh, yeah. business unit we we always tell our guys it's day one today is day one right um, always go back to day one so so um um uh, and I've always been asked about this this question as well whether from our investors uh, from yeah. our stakeholders uh you know what, what is our growth like you know uh, is early in 2022 um, this is the month that I get a lot of these questions Sam um, in fact second of January morning that was my first question that my investors asked me so but how's growth gonna be for us 2022 like, <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's interesting um you know the last the last uh, the last 20 months has really redefined yeah. growth uh, for us you know and for me personally as well you know yeah. um it's like it's, it's as it's as good as everything we know about growth has kind of like been disrupted um, you know over the how how the last twenty months has panned out to be yeah. um, and 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 today uh, i'll be I'll be honest with you uh, personally um, i take i I've, I've kind i think it's kind of shifted my my, my personal viewpoint on growth um, and I take growth today as you know as, as being able having the ability to really uh, grow on the go. You know what I'm saying? Grow, growing on the go. That means, yeah. you know, like, if, 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 if now you're at this spot. Don't overthink. Don't growth. overplan. Don't overthink. Don't overplan, right? Because, seriously, right? I mean, yesterday's news in Malaysia, our health minister uh, came out to the press conference and say, Omicron is here. The wave of Omicron has started in Malaysia. Our our north, the infectivity rate has gone past 1.0. Uh, yeah. So, expect the numbers of cases to go up. Right. So that was yeah. the first news. The second news that came in, Sam, was from because I compete in triathlons, right? So yeah. we were so excited because mm-hmm. there was like a race coming up in, in March, 13th of March. Yeah. And second news, second piece of news yesterday was we're sorry to announce that triathlon race is going to be postponed in de- in for indefinite time again. We're like, oh no, you know? Um so if you look at this uh, very simple examples like a day to day basis right and and it is it's not I, th- I think it's very important to be be very very agile and to be very very resilient uh, when you talk about growth um, you know when the lockdown happened last last too much in 2020 right um i tell you i think growth wasn't even in my in my mind at all right but today uh, uh, and, and and we had to we had to switch we have to pivot we have to iterate and 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 and, and to to suit the, the the time of the day, right? The situation at that point in time itself, um, and and to chart our growth one step at a time as we go, right? Yeah. You know, Malaysia in Malaysia in this market, we went through three lockdowns, right? Yeah. Um, at on different stages, you know, and 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 then every time the market opens back up again, you look at growth and you're like, oh, okay, now let's it's it's time let's get active let's let's attack the market, right? And then after that, while you were getting all ready, your you know your armors and everything ready to attack the market, yeah. and then here it goes. Oh, the numbers just went up. We're gonna go in the lockdown. Okay, <laughs> how do we report growth in the next in the next quarter? It looks like this growth is not gonna happen, right? Yeah. So really, you know, Sam. Really, I think, I think, I think, my, I think, you know, if you ask me, I'll say that, and and this is what we're training all of our guys to do in the in in, in the team as well. I say, look, you know, um, um, important is to you know, and and ever more, you know, um, we, we've placing even more importance on growth right now not only on the business but also in every single individual uh, guys every single individual talent now in, in our company as well right um, we're investing we're doubling down on that um, because you just have to be so agile and so adaptive to be able to say this is how I want to chart my growth moving forward so moving forward um, but I, I do see uh, with I mean, we've we from zero customers in Southeast Asia two years ago. Today we are we are we are, we are bursting into our fifty. We are touching fifty, and um, well, I would say that it's growth. I, I would I would I would uh, basically judge that as a growth. And uh, if you ask me, the next uh, one year in 2022, we hope to double our numbers, helping more local SMEs uh, in the space, whether they are manufacturers, distributors, retailers. Um, the retail segment has really opened up to us. Uh, so so we are we are basically yeah okay amazing I insights a really there. That.
2: so now let's get to the you know core of the conversation uh you know and we wanted to really discuss those <clears throat> uh, you know wms uh related issues and uh, you know one of the interesting element that you bring to the table from the wms perspective uh, is going to be that international element especially in southeast asian market mm. uh, so when you go from one country to the next i don't know if you sort of discovered any differences in the business processes, the way business is conducted in, let's say, you know, Korea, South Korea versus uh, your Malaysia, you know, if there are any differences, if any cultural barriers uh, or the cultural, uh, you know, factors uh, influence any sort of warehouse uh, processes, have you noticed any of that?
0: Every single damn day, Sam. Okay. Every single day. Um, every single day. Every single different clients uh, or, or potential leads that we speak to is is uh, is uh, is uh, has has this different, you know. And and you don't even we don't even have to look too far, you know. Like we don't even have to look like Korea and Malaysia, right? Yeah. Even in Malaysia itself, even within Malaysia itself, right? There are different processes, right? And you know, I I was just uh we were just having this uh firefighting session one yeah. full day. I, I locked the entire team down in in a room and I said, you know, and it was our customer experience team, right? Because yeah. our customer experience guys are the one that is fun, you know. So my job is to get it penned down, you know, on on the contract. And yeah. then, and then we hand it over to the, to the to the customer experience team, right yeah, uh, yeah. and when the c x team takes over, that's where the onboarding and and training and and all that all these things happen right yeah um and and really that's uh, we we begin to realize that that's that's where the real bottleneck is because it was it is during the onboarding is during the onboarding that the the conversations of the processes of the flows goes really in depth right and 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 not only that the other thing that is very obvious to us is basically the culture of the the operations the people the, in uh, the people in operations right so 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 having said that um um we we do we do see we do observe uh, very very um, distinctive behaviors yep. uh, and and operations um you know um and uh, just to give an example you know uh, between a retailer who manufactures their own product yep. and a retailer that uh, that uh that carry other people's product, right? But of course, they, they so, 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 and then of course, uh, with a 3PL, you know, with yeah. a 3PL warehouse operator. So, yeah. so it's very, very different. Uh, their motivations are very different, you know, um, uh, you see what we have, uh, in terms of, uh, what Hathio do is basically a cloud supply chain platform, right? Yeah, so yeah. when you talk about the cloud supply chain platform, um, basically we have a unified technology that has the warehouse module, yeah. we have the all order management module, we have the inventory module, we have the e-commerce module, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And also the entire dashboarding, right? And and, and we put this, all these things as a unified technology. So so. You see when you look at this, so when we go to the to the to the warehouse operators, right, yeah. their their appreciation of the module is basically for the warehouse part, right? They don't really care about the e commerce part, right? Exactly and then when you go to the retailers, when you go to the retail segment, um um they don't It's it's the other way around. They don't really care about the warehouse part because fulfillment is not their main core. Their core is, I want to sell, sell, and sell more, right? So it's always about the e-commerce and orders to make sure that, uh, you know, um, the inventory is always there and all that, right? And of course, it's a big mess today for these guys, right? So, so, so the, the, in terms of um, the difference in, you know, um, uh, the motivation is already, to begin with, the motivation is already different, right? So, and then of course, um, the way, the way they, 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 they operate, uh uh uh, uh, within their 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 distribution centers their warehouses um and of course um different culture would have different business processes you know um um, the inbound and outbound i would say uh, sam today that remains our biggest challenge the biggest challenge wasn't to sell wasn't to sell the technology wasn't to sell the software um those 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 are Pretty really okay for us, but the biggest challenge has always been when the bosses say okay, and then it's, it, it, it gets watered down to the operational level, uh, yeah. and it's in the operational level that it begins to that we really start to begin to see the true uh, zebra lines you know the true uh, 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 uh behaviors the true culture of the operations you know and 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 mind you um most of the times most of the times i won't i won't be i won't be i won't hide this fact but most of the time you get you get uh you get a a, a pushback from the operations so 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 i think that's that's there's, there's a there's kind of like a a um how do you call this? That's kind of like a mismanaged, miss expectations here yeah. uh, between the leadership and the operational level um, in a lot of these warehouse operations, right? Yeah. Um, where in the in the leadership level it says, "Hey, let's all, you know, digitalization is where we need to go. This is what we need to do." Yeah. Um, and then when it's pushed down to the operation level, this yeah. is where. So it's very simple. Where we have a lot of uh, cases, for example, where you know, we we the moment we go in the operational level, the the first thing, uh, and most of the time, the conversations always revolve around. But we've been doing it step A, B, C, and D, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But when you come in, you you know, it's like there's there's uh there's uh, different steps that you need to take, right? For example, yeah. the then, then when you, when we go to the retail guys for onboarding, um, the the operational level at the retail uh, at, the, at the retail segment is, uh, you know, when when there's a sale come in, then there's an order that comes in. Uh, all we need to do is just to take this, pack this, and send. But because yeah. there's a system now, there's a technology. Uh, instead of just take and go, it becomes first you got to scan, and then you got to input, and then you got to take, and then you got to do during your packing. You got to do your QC checking before yeah. you send it out, right? So there's additional steps. However uh very very often um they fail to understand that these are very crucial steps, these are best practices yeah. to make sure that you have no more inventory fluctuation problems, you have no more out of stocks or you no more oversell, right? Yeah. So yeah. so this is where you we really need to make I think it's a, a lot of you know expectation from the starting point and and, and, and being able to uh, help them. I'm I'm not gonna say make them understand, but help them yeah. understand why these processes are important. And and I tell you I see this we see this across the entire region uh, and we also see this happening uh, in a a market like uh, south korea as well
2: yeah Yeah, so very interesting insights there and i completely agree when you go from one customer to the next one business to the next i mean you are always going to have those distinctive processes Because they have not gone through the uh, journey of a standardization uh, of the processes or the redesign of the processes. Mm. And that is really going to be a critical step in a business journey. Whenever any business starts, they typically start with very ad hoc processes. Because most of the entrepreneurs, I mean, they are trying to do whatever they can in their power to sell. That's right. That's Uh, right. You know, but once you hit a point when you need to really grow and scale and you need to grow your team, you really need to standardize. Um, So obviously, you are going to do all of that. But one of the things that I was looking at when I am looking at this international aspect, because you actually founded this uh, company and the technology, and you felt that, you know, the needs of this market was not really met. And there were uh, some uniqueness in the market and the business processes. So uh, my mind would have to, let's say, if I'm looking for the Malaysian market, if there are any sort of, you know, compliance, the regulations, cultural barriers, you know, the way transactions are processed, if they are going to be any different in Malaysia than your Korea, then that would become a very unique business practice that you standardized standardize WMS packages out of the box from the industry. Uh, let's say if we talk about, you know, SAP, Acumatica, you know, in for Epicor, they have these standard packages, right? So my assumption is going to be that these packages were not good enough for the geography that you are trying to serve. And that's why you founded a new category that you know what I need to create something new here so what were your observations overall when you compare these markets did you find any uniqueness and the trends in these markets
0: yeah 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 most 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 definitely so so if you look at if you look at South Korea as a more advanced market right Um, basically uh, of course when you come from a more advanced market um, the the standards the standards of operations the standards of business is definitely going to be different um, when if you compare it to the developing nations um which is most of them in southeast asia right um so 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 one of the uh one of the key things is really when we when when we when we one of the very early uh, observation and early key learnings uh when we came to southeast asia and expanded the our market footprint here was that the one thing that we're asking is why are uh, a lot of these local smes you know because there's as you mentioned there's a lot there's that wms is not a new game right i mean yeah. Is, is, is from the 80s to the 90s, has been there. Uh, and of course, there's always these big players like Info and, uh, you know, um, SAPs and, and, and uh, Maniton and all those guys, right? And then yeah. the question becomes, why isn't the big market, why isn't a huge uh, market uh, uh, of these local SMEs not adopting it, right? Uh, I mean... Are they, are, they, are, are they facing those issues? Yes, they're facing all those challenges, all those issues. You know, um, of course, they are also facing the challenges of being able to cope uh, with the uh, rising e-commerce demands as well. Yeah. Um, but why, why, aren't, why are this adoption of this uh, in terms of WMS is still very low and slow compared to the advanced market, right? So I think as far as the advanced market is concerned, I think maybe economically, I would say that economically, um, the unit economics makes sense for them to invest. Uh, and spent uh, into all these uh, warehouse management softwares right yeah. um and of course the other thing that we see in the advanced market also is that um uh, not not i wouldn't say that because people are more educated uh, not so much of that but i would say that uh, because they are more well informed right yeah. and uh, you also see the other segment of the in this advanced nation uh, the other segment where they actually have in house developers so they basically engineer their own WMS, so you see a lot of that in this advanced market, right? So when you come to when, when you come to a market like Southeast Asia, now the difference now here becomes um, number one, uh, and I, I, and I, and I this is the one key learning that I've always uh, liked to share is that um, I find and I realized that uh, a lot of um, local uh, SMEs, a lot of local businesses in Southeast Asia, yeah. uh, the business owners they are not well informed. Okay. To begin with. So that, that that sets the trigger already, right? It's like um they, they know they need they know that their business needs to get to that digitization point in one way or another. Yeah. Um come on, it's twenty it's twenty twenty two. Digitizing your supply chain, digitizing your logistics is no more an option. You've got to do it, <laughs> else you'll be you'll be left out, right? Um uh and, and we've seen we've seen businesses closing down because of that, right? So but because they're not well informed, they're not well informed in terms of how would this how would technology, in a very simple word, how would technology, uh, you know, um, how would technology change the business, right? Um, and then here, uh, how would technology? Well, will it, will it, um, will it give me benefits? to the business and if it does, what are the benefits? So it's, it's very easy to say, hey, you know, you must have technology, digitize your business, then you will have benefits in your business. But yeah. then, the, the question of what are the benefits? So I think they feel to, it's where they don't understand, they're not informed on the benefits of having Technology having digitized, right? Of course, at the same time, Sam, is what is more, even more, uh, this one is that in, in, in Southeast Asia, in developing nations here, um, the the thinking, the thinking is, uh, and this is, has got to do with change management, right? Because yeah. for 30 years, imagine this, right? So, uh, you know, I I've, want I've one, one of the very old warehouse uh. Very established warehouse operators here, which, which 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 runs about close to a million square feet warehouse space. Yeah, um, and they've been operating for the last forty five years. You yeah, know, without a warehouse management system, Sam, without one, they they basically use a accounting system to run their warehouse and inventory and their processes. So, but but was it okay? Did business run? It does. Like you say, we are all entrepreneurs. They hustle it through, right? So it's okay. But they, right, deep down in them, they know that they need to get to the digitization point, right? So this is where, um, and one of the things that I learned really is, so in a in a more advanced market, you could go in and say, this is our system, this is our technology, this is our software, this is our product, and it does this, 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 and we are very competitive. And then you start to bring in, you know, the your the, the competition and compare, right, uh, with info and all that, right? Yeah. But in this market here in the developing nation market in South Asia is totally different. You can't, I, I realized that you can't go in to a business meeting with these guys, pitch your product, here's our product, here's our technology, it's on the cloud because they're going to ask you what is cloud, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and, and expect them to sign on the dot. It's not going to be that way, it's going to be, you know. It's so, my, so many times I find myself sitting in a meeting room with these guys yeah. uh, you know, and, and we were holding the marker pen you know, on the drawing board, on a whiteboard and we're just going through processes. We're not even going through the technology. Yeah. You know, I've 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 given up I've given up trying to connect my laptop to their to their projector screens and you know showing them some demos because that can come later. That comes much, much later, right? The idea was really, you know, and I find myself a lot of times we were on the whiteboard going through their processes. Okay, uh so uh Mr. Tan, your your inbound. Okay, how are you doing inbound currently when your container arrives? Yeah. How do you unload? How do you put away? Yeah. What is the rule of your put away, right? And when you say rule of put away, dude, the definition of rule in my perspective and the definition of rule of put away in their perspective is yeah. totally two different worlds. Yeah. Because their rule is their rule is very simple. Their rule most of the time is oh our rule is simple. Wherever there's a space, the forklift will just put it in there. <laughs> but our rule is like okay, you know, heavy ones, uh, heavy ones at the bottom, light ones at the top, yeah. fast moving, and you know. We're like, no, 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 no. Do you track fast moving goods and all that? They, they, it's not that they don't, it's not that they don't want to. But they have their own ways of doing that, right? Yeah. So and it's very human, it's very driven by human decisions. Yeah. By, by by this guy, you know, by this this guy who is being hired and he kind of knows and understands where and what goes where, right? So so we spent a lot of time, Sam. We spent a lot of time, hours and hours on the drawing board going through their processes. Yeah. Right? Once we understand their SE as- is process. Yeah. Now the next challenge begins. The next challenge is how do you now tell him that there's actually a better way of doing things? Right. And then the technology comes in as a tool. Yeah. So 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 now I don't I I, I mean I did that mistake in, in this market before, right? I start from the tool. I start from the technology. Hey, this is a super sexy, you know, this is a pretty cool technology. It's gonna help you grow your business, uh help you with more efficiency and blah 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 blah. But I realized all those didn't work. What? works was going through their processes hours and hours on their as process then you've got to build that more 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 and more conversation to build that trust yeah. to say now okay this is how we can improve your process yep. oh by the way this is the tool that we have <laughs> call it wms don't worry about the whole cloud thing yeah here <laughs> so it's different, right? I mean, it's very different uh, in terms of uh, you know, and 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 if you talk about you know, and and in in okay, in the Southeast Asian market, there's also another. Uh, another segment of customers of warehouse operators, where uh, these are maybe the bigger boys, and yeah. they have already implemented some WMS or some ERP in one way or another, yeah. uh, maybe twenty years ago or ten years ago, all right. And yeah. today we call those legacy systems, right? Because yeah. it's very legacy already. These guys can't even connect to 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 e-commerce marketplaces anymore, right? Yeah. Um, so 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 now, to so these guys another different ballgame because why? They've been so used to the way the system has helped them to do things. Yep. Yep. It's so legacy that you know when we come in, when they see, when they engage us, and when we come in, their idea is, can you, and it's gonna be very funny, right? You know, so it could be so awkward. Can you modify your WMS, your product, to be like the product that we've been using 20 years ago? Then we're like, how does this work, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is there's no difference, right? So again, now. The In fact, it's the bigger challenge now is to now bring this guy who has been using a system for the last 20 years, whether yep. it's a WMS or an ERP system, yep. to now say, look, let's go back to the drawing board, draw your as is, where are your challenges with your current system? And then when we come in uh, with a no modification WMS, I call it, you know, I always say no modification WMS, and how do we now do this and help you uh, improve on your operations and processes? Now, that one is even a bigger challenge. That is a bigger challenge because, yeah, because there's already something that has already give locked their, you know, their, 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 their mindset of the way of the way of doing things already. So now you're going in and changing that, right? May imagine how tough that could
1: be.
2: Yeah, so you are bringing some very interesting elements there. And by the way, uh, you know, when you say the South Asian market is probably not going to be as well informed, I can almost guarantee this, okay? Irrespective of the market that you are selling, whether you are selling in the developed or developed market, your challenges are probably going to be similar. Nobody is really <laughs> looking to buy the cloud technology or cloud supply chain. Correct, uh, correct, uh, correct, <laughs> okay? correct. They correct. all are trying to solve the business problems. and the, Correct. You know, and you, if you focus on the business problems obviously uh, then the argument is going to be slightly different and I completely agree that there is a process of uh, standardizing the business processes I think you have been hitting on that point for some time now but the conversation that I want to take uh, you know as the next segment is going to be when i look at the south asian market from my experience to be honest okay i consider south asian market as one of the most complex geography Mm -hmm. as well as europe is going to be probably one of the most complex geography as well and i'll tell you why because of the number of languages that you have the sizes of the countries are uh, fairly smaller the kind of you know businesses you have they are probably going to be very multi-country businesses And because of that, you have a lot of challenges, you know, because the taxation is going to be different. The localization is going to be different. The terms that you are going to be using are going to be completely different. I'll give you an example. okay? so when I look at a product from a different country, uh, obviously, I am in North America right now. I am used to seeing products that are going to be North American flavored. okay? Mm -hmm. for me, that's very understandable, relatable. But when I look at a product, even from countries like Mexico, even though Mexico is probably part of North America as well, it just looks very alienated as a user. And I'll tell you some of the nuances why it appears very alienated. For example, you use the terms called put away. Okay. I'm glad that at least you are using that term. Because some people might use something else and when they use that. And if the system says, you know, put away, then it's going to feel very alienated. And they are going to say, hey, can you you really change the name? Because I don't really know what this is. You know, I cannot really relate. By the way, this gets really complicated. And I'll tell you what, Uh, you know, for example, let's say, you know, in some countries, you are going to have terms such as invoice and receipt. They Hmm. are going to be used interchangeably. Okay terms such as revenue and profit, they are going to be used interchangeably. Now that gets really tricky because you can really miscommunicate and misconfigure the system and it's going to be a very different business. Did you notice any sort of challenges? Because I can almost guarantee this, okay? In those geographies, you are going to have a lot of different localization nuances that your standard WMS packages cannot meet and it's going to be really hard to be able to connect with those packages because they are not really designed for the geography. Have you seen any any similar uh, you know experiences
0: or challenges? It's like it's like goods arrival notice versus advanced shipping notice. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you go like it's the same thing, man. Uh, yeah. Yes, and and I think and I think Sammy, you, you're right, uh, and and this will remain. I would say it's it's going to be a very tough uh it's going to be a very tall order here right and yeah. this is going to be this is going to remain a very tough challenge for any single technology player that's going to come into this market, especially the Southeast Asian market, right? Yeah. So, which is why it depends, it really depends on, on, on the, the point of view. So, as a business, as a technology business, as a provider, uh, it really depends on the, I believe that it really depends on the point of view that we take, right? Um, because if we take it from the point of view of a product company, that means yeah. we are, we are very product centric. Then it becomes. Then yes, that then that challenge becomes even more obvious, right? Because it's like you know, it's it's as good as like like you say, you know, uh, some some people say put away, and you know, some 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 warehouses will use a different term, right? Yeah. Uh, even unloading, you know, some can you imagine some some warehouses, some operations doesn't have the unloading phase. Yeah. So you'd be like, you don't have the unloading phase. Then what it is? Oh, we take out from the container and put away. Oh, oh okay, okay. I understand. understand. That taking out, That taking out from container is called unloading. understand. So you got to unload first. Yep. And then you do checking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We check. We, we we take it out of the container. They're still using take it out from the I container. Know, I know. And then we check, right? We check and then we put away. La. So we don't have an unloading phase. We're like, no, no, that, that was your unloading phase. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> A lot of that Sam, every day, you know, um, so so I think, I think when you are a product, when, when if you come from a point of view of being very product centric, right, um, then it becomes a problem. Most definitely because, because for example, you know, uh, in the process, in the product, there's unloading, right, which you need to go through, you need to do all the scannings and key in before you put away, but they don't have it. So if they don't have that process, then what? i i am I supposed to now modify the product right now because you know and and any technology companies these days hate modifications yeah. because it's tedious it's a waste of time it's a waste of resources right so but that is if you look at it from a very being a very product centric company now but if you look at it from a very client centric very process centric yeah. then it's a little bit different I would say because why so for example, in what we do is we 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 look at it from the point of view of uh, from the process. And also, uh, we looked at it, and one of the missions, uh, again, tall order, but one of the missions of, uh, of, of ours is to basically create uh, industry standards. Right. Now, the logistics space is not a new space. The logistics space is historical. Let's yeah. just put it this way. It's a historical space, right? It's, you know, it, it, it goes down all the way hundreds of years of how China came to this part of the world and how the Europeans were here already, you know. And, all that, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's very historical. So, so if you look at uh, in such a way, then then it becomes, which is why there's no industry standards today. So right. if you talk about the logistics, you talk about only the let's just scope it down to only the warehouse operations. Yeah. If you talk about only the warehouse operations, there there isn't a industry standards, and it makes it really really tough for technology to break in right so so which is why over the a good number of years oh, you know if you look back over the last 20 10 20 years technology that breaks into that that, that is being installed or being employed in house operations is there and it never goes it never goes away because it's very painful to change the technology in a house yep. and that's that's a fact that is a fact right um so so if i look at it is basically the the is is the means to basically uh, how do we? The question becomes: How do we create these industry standards? How do we bring, you know, uh, you know to a certain extent? Uh, our discussion has also went, went into like, oh, okay, it's good, and we would love to, to 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 go to clients that their second generation is taking over, and their second gen- is like you and me. If we can, if we can now all begin, and I believe there's hope for this. If we can now all begin to standardize, uh, you know, to a certain extent, standardize the industry standards, then technology becomes very helpful.
1: Yeah.
0: We try to do integrations with ERP systems, right? And it's tough. It's tough not because of the capabilities of the engine. It's tough because of the mapping of the data. Yeah, exactly. Set data is like, but it's, it's the same. And we all, I, I, I always find ourselves asking this question. This data, this, this point, this data point is the same thing. Just call it <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Why is it like that? Yeah. And the more, the, the more legacy the system is, the worse it gets, right? So, so I, 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 yeah, I agree with you. Standardizing it becomes, you know, I, I think it's going to be the next uh, formula. That uh, the next question, the next big question that uh, you know, uh, technology providers, uh, and, and even you know, um, uh, if we can really move and influence the warehouse operators, you know, the warehouse business owners to basically look at it and say, hey, let's all create this industry together, right? Because if it becomes an industry standards, then supply chain can be even more uh, efficient, right? Supply chain can be even more agile because you know, we are all talking about the same language in that sense, yeah, so.
2: Right, amazing conversation. So that's it for today. Do you have any last minute closing thoughts or remarks? For our listeners,
0: well, I mean, on this topic of you know implementation, onboarding, deploying the WMS, and all these stories, you know, I'll I'll just like to say this that you know, while while implementing a WMS, you know, and because I know that a lot of our listeners here probably are, uh, it's it's not about I'm not here trying to market a product, but I'm just here to kind of give give all of us a school of thoughts and, and leave us with a school of thought here, right? Yep. Um, while while implementing a WMS today, you know, uh, if no modifications uh, would have been out of the question ten years ago, right? Maybe ten years ago, if you if you, if there's someone who comes in with a WMS and you say cannot modify, they say oh wow, cannot modify, no way, no way, man, right? But today it is a very real option. It's a very real option for a lot of companies today, right? In fact, in fact, it should be the expectation and starting point rather than assuming from the beginning that. There must be some system modification that happens when I when I when I sign up for this, right? Um, so 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 make that the expectation from the starting point from the get go, right? For example, you know today most of our clients uh, who are either upgrading to a new WMS or to, who are who are onboarding a WMS for the first time ever, right? Um, most of them have come to the point to understand, and and it's actually positive signs, right? They have come to understand and and now choosing to reduce modifications so instead of asking you to reduce to, to keep modifying the system until you know sometimes they modify until we also do not know what this animal looks like right now right so instead of you know they're now choosing to reduce the modification by you know eighty to hundred percent right uh, and, and and many have seen a lot of benefits to this no modification approach right so and 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 to focus on improving the processes and and I, and I believe that's where that's where a lot of you know, uh, that's where a lot of, uh, for a lot of technology providers out there, perhaps this could be a better value add, you know, um, rather than just focus too much on the product being very product centric and just focus on function and fish fe- uh, you know features and functionalities uh, is basically focusing on the processes and and of course the the, the, the business uh, operations of it yeah so so yeah I, I I just like to leave that as a school of thought you know to say hey look you know um, future is bright um, and uh, the best of breeds of technology providers are, are all around so take time source them out focus on your process and, uh, yeah, trust, trust the process to work.
2: Okay, amazing advice there. And my personal takeaway from this conversation is going to be the cultural factors, uh, you know, play a very important role in terms of the system reliability and the system adoption. So make sure that you are understanding the nuances of the geography uh, you are serving in and make sure Mm -hmm. your system is going to be compliant and users are going to be able to relate and connect with it. On that note, I want to thank you for your time and insights. This has been a powerful conversation.
0: Thank you so much, Sam. You stay safe.
2: I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Bernard, head over to atolab.com. It's H-A-T-I-O-L-A-B.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Kevin Lee, who shares his insights into cross-border e-commerce practices and challenges for the Southeast Asia market. Also, the interview with Kevin Paramore, who discusses the nuances of robotic automation of warehouse and manufacturing processes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS podcast.